0: Why do we sound so good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio, and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. Today, we are celebrating the Drammy Awards, and it was very exciting to think about uh, all the finalists who will be celebrated on June 25th, and we have... Two productions represented here today that are very interesting in the way they came together, and I wanted to share with you all uh, what's going on here in the theater that's being celebrated at the Drammys. Uh, I have Jerry Foster here, who's Artistic Director of Pass and Art and Co-Director of And In This Corner, Cassius Clay at Oregon Children's Theater. And then also Stan Foote, the Artistic Director of Oregon Children's Theater and Co-Director of And In This Corner, Cassius Clay. And Sarah Jane Hardy, the Artistic Director of Northwest Children's Theater, and Anita Menon, also, who participate in that production. Uh, Chitra, The Girl Prince, which was at Northwest Children's Theater. Both of these productions had multi-modes of recognition in the Drammies. They are called finalists. There are many, many, many people who are celebrated at this event on June 25th, which is going to be at Portland Center Stage. And you can find out more about that event at dramyawards.org. And in this corner, Cassius Clay was a piece that was playing in March, and you co-directed. Can you describe a little bit about that production?
1: Wow, there's so many amazing people involved in that project that made Stan and my job fairly easy. Mm -hmm. You know, you have people that are committed to a project. You know, all you have to do is just give little instructions and they take off. So the production itself was really, really great, and working with Stan was fantastic.
0: What led you to this piece, Stan?
1: Um, Truthfully, Mm -hmm. um, Donald Trump
2: had um, just been elected President of the United States. My staff staff was sitting in a circle um, trying to navigate that, Um, and I said, you know, we're artists. We have ways to speaking to um, belief systems, and um, I have one slot open, so if you know something we should do, and Tamara um, said, here's a script. She actually sent me two scripts. I read 10 pages of End in This Corner, Cassius Clay, and the writing was so brilliant that sometimes you read and go, well, will that fit sometimes you read a script and you go, and this sounds like, and this looks like, and this feels like, and um, I was immediately captured. So I wanted to direct the piece, Mm -hmm. but I also knew um, there were certain limitations to my background that made it impossible for me to direct the piece alone. And Jerry and I have worked together years and years ago, but been buddies and I thought, who do I want in the room with me, and ask him, and he reluctantly agreed because he's like the busiest man in the world, like 10 jobs, uh, all of which he's in charge of, um, running a newspaper and running a theater company and all those things, and um, we just did it.
0: That's pretty exciting.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And... Uh, So, Chitra, The Girl Prince, which was at Northwest Children's Theatre, and Sarah Jane Hardy is the artistic director of that organization. How did you come into that piece, which was an original piece? It was, yeah. Um, Anita Menon and I, um, this is the second production that we've
3: collaborated on. Um, The first production we did as a result of her knowing about the Children's Theatre and me seeing her work um, as an artistic director of the Anjali School of Dance. And um, the first production we did was The Jungle Book, which was artistically a risk, but, um, but also a relatively safe title and a good place to start. Um, and that was very successful for us. It was a successful artistic experience and it was a successful uh, box office experience. And so we were encouraged to try again and be bolder. Um, and uh, Anita suggested this particular story. and um, We started work on it about two and a half years ago.
0: And realized it in January. Hmm. That's really exciting. Uh, I, I think it's interesting that both of these projects were geared toward young people. And the ages that you do gear these two works in particular toward, certainly in light of wanting to educate young people at this time and opening the doors to new cultures and stories that they may not have heard before. What was the age that Cassius Clay was geared toward, and what was the age that Chitra, the girl prince, was geared toward? Uh,
3: Chitra was geared to um, six and up. Six Um, and up. And I would say our target audience was about eight.
0: Mm, mhm
2: interesting and clay was geared towards 8 and up hoping that we would hit middle school mm-hmm. audiences but we had people bringing 6 year olds to the mm-hmm. show so it was uh it was surprising
0: it's very exciting to go to an Oregon Children's Theater show. I've been to many, and I've also been to Northwest Children's Theater back when my kids were little, so that says they're grown up now. Uh, (laughs) But the excitement for me has always lied in feeling the energy in the room. Mm -hmm. It's so different than Mm -hmm. sitting in a theater full of adults who all have to behave, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and especially the... um, School
3: matinee performances. Right. Whether, you know, not quite enough grown ups to uh, shush them, <laughs> uh, which we really struggle against on the weekend. You know, I can we try imagine. to say, please don't, please don't shush them. <laughs> they don't need to shush, you know. But the, that- the matinee performances are just wonderful.
0: That's such an incredible thing you just said. <laughs> please don't shush them. We don't want to shush people. And that is, I think that's really a fantastic thing to consider for all theater. Why are we shushing people?
2: Yes, I've said in audiences where people go, this is my hands clapping.
0: That was very
2: good. (laughs) And it's like, why would you do that? These actors are on stage. It's an interaction. The play changes because of your reaction. Right. And with kids in the audience, it just boosts things like crazy.
0: It feels like what I would imagine it was like in Rome, watching Gladiators. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like ships sudden big you
1: know it's that call and response thing that goes on mm-hmm. that make it different because they are able to let loose that energy and as an actor being involved in with both theater companies you know i was on northwest children's theater in peter pan uh-huh. and that had a whole lot of energy going on you know we were able to just have fun with it mm-hmm. and even with skin horse and the Velotine Rabbit with uh, Oregon Children's Theater, it, 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 the same energy. And you look out here and you see all these kids and you hear them, and each time you do something, you hear, oh, yeah, yay, yeah, you know, and, and it, it's just a certain energy that you that feed, that feed off of.
2: It I re- love that about Passing Arts, too, when I saw Two Trains. That was not a quiet audience. No, mm. it that not. audience was responding, and it felt like what theater should be. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of comments that like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, and I loved that. Me I too. loved that. It was nice being in that house.
0: And um, that's exciting too to remember that Passin Art's been nominated for many nominated as a finalist for many Drammies. <laughs> Uh nine I think was what nine, we caught what we counted for yes. two trains running.
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: Uh, which is very exciting. Uh, I'm kind of fascinated by that feeling of how we manage audience. I think it's really part of the larger equity, diversity, and inclusivity conversation, and and how we want to communicate with audience and how we open our hearts as performing artists to be present with people. You know, like, yeah, unwrapping candy, it's annoying, but like, is there a place for us to be in kind communication with? How do we, how do we navigate that?
2: And what, I mean, especially with kids. But if something moves you as an audience member, and words happen to come out of your mouth, all right, we're doing our job. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing what we're supposed to do. We're getting genuine audience reaction.
3: Um, and likewise, you know, if they throw their heads back and groan, you know, you got to step it up. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> to <Right. laughs> really keep you honest, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, well,
4: this is my. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Anina, please. Yeah, no, this reminds me of what happened with our grand finale in um, The Jungle Book. Um, uh, We had audience members getting up and spontaneously, especially the kids, just getting up and dancing in the aisles. Mm. And um, there there were adults that just pulled the kids in and had them sit down, and then the little kids just kept getting up and (laughs) um, dancing. And so um, that actually influenced our decision, to. Um, make that part of the part of the act for Chitra for our grand finale there, where we said, "Hey, you know, the kids love to get up and dance, so why don't we make that um, uh, something uh, you know as part of uh, what is expected?" And so um, we actually had two of the um, actors um, come out before the grand finale and teach some of the dance movements um, to Excellent. all the kids and. And then, um, when that movement kept coming in as part of the chorus, we just had the, the kids who were encouraged to get up and st- start dancing.
0: Mm.
1: That's excellent. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know for us, you know, with various productions that we do, particularly with Black Nativity, mm. you know, we have a lot of singing going on and we encourage people to get up and clap. If you know the song, sing along or. If you, if you want to dance, there's plenty of room in the aisles to do that. You're encouraged to do all that. So we let them let go of, uh, of, of the etiquette that they were taught and let them know it's okay to, to participate. Mm-hmm. Because as they participate and we feel feed off that energy, then we're able to, to take it another level. You know, and so just to look out and see how the audience is reacting to that and actually seeing them dance, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it, it's something that that one needs to witness every with every production, mm-hmm. you know, is to see that, to get that call and response. And traditionally in the African-American church. When when that kind of thing is going on, the singing or the ministers delivering the message, you get that call and response. It's okay to do that. So mm-hmm. we're saying, you know, if you feel it, let it go mm-hmm. and just enjoy yourself.
0: Right. Yeah. It's like that theater etiquette of the past yeah. needs to just be tossed out the window. And with all the considerations that we're now realizing that we want and are making, we need to rewrite the book. And enable people to have those experiences. Yeah, we've been
3: um, producing sensory-friendly specific performances for about three years now. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things we've learned in conversations with that community is that the invitation and the permission to behave in the way that their family, their child needs to behave is paramount. I mean, all of the other adjustments that we make to the p- productions are appreciated. You know, we keep the house lights up. We might level out some of the sound. But the number one thing we've heard from parents is the, it's the invitation. It's knowing that we're welcome on our terms in your theater. And I think as we continue to look at barriers to access and how to make theater more relevant and impactful, we really have to ask those questions and they can really unlock some amazing theatrical opportunities if you go down that path. And so taking that experience we had with Jungle Book and then doubling down on it for Chitra is an example of how you can, you know, create theater with your audience, not mm. just, you know, have them passively, you know, watch what you've done, but in fact, in
0: the live experience, participate and inform
3: in the long term as well as just in that moment,
0: you mm. know? Well, that that's addressing this old school thought of who theater is for and who sees it and who can afford it. All those questions that we're trying to really bust out now and well open the door to the snowflake, you know, the fact that we're all different. It's, you can't make a big compartment. This is those people, those people that we're all unique. We show up with our unique characteristics and how great when we can all share in those differences
2: one of the fun things with clay fun uh Mm -hmm. one of the things that made me the proudest was um, language of the piece was appropriate for the era Mm -hmm. and um, some of the actions on stage was was appropriate for the era Mm -hmm. and you would see a child turn to a parent and go what does that mean? What is that word? Mm -hmm. Um, Or gasp when certain actions happened? Mm -hmm. And you could see the discussion started right at that moment. And why hush that discussion? Mm -hmm. You know, for a parent in the moment to be able to say, this is this,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and this is the way it was.
0: So what were some of the qualities with Cassius Clay and also with Chitra that... Were qualities of those characters that you wanted to bring forward and and in in gender conversation.
3: Yeah, sure. Anita, did you want to talk to that? Or do um, you want? No, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, I mean, Chitra um, is an um, an ancient Hindu story, and um, that was uh, made more uh, popular by uh, an Indian Nobel playwright named Tagore. And our version was written by uh, an Indian a playwright alive in India, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and we we were struck by the, despite the ancient nature of the story, the very relevant um, themes of the work, which were, you know, very gender-specific, some de- gender fluidity, gender identity, and um, sort of digging deep into what it means to struggle between your role as a citizen to the state and the expectations of you, and the role to your own passions and your own individuality. Hmm. And so, for our young female lead, um we really wanted to kind of tap into those questions specifically, and so she was very fierce and very forward, and then became quite lost and then found herself as a more complex three dimensional person at the end of the show and um And I think fairy tales can do that in the west, and uh, this story specifically did it in a in a very you know bengali indian way mm. and uh and it resonated cross-culturally. You know, we had our audiences from all over the the city come and, and kids will accept things in a way that sometimes adults will think about it more. A kid will just take it on. And if it makes sense in their in their logical mind and if it's not boring, um, <laughs> they'll engage. And they do have questions and they are asking their parents about that. Like, why does she have to do this? Why does she have to be a boy if she's going to fight? Why do, You know... And and that gets into some interesting conversations.
1: Mm-hmm. It becomes a teachable moment, mm-hmm. particularly for in this corner. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the young people are not familiar with Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. but for mm-hmm. us. His story is the same as it was yesterday. Right. We, we know that experience. You know, we know what he went through and those things. And But also, too, you know, it, it gives the parents an opportunity to pass on that information, that story to their young, to their kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this in this corner was really one of those that knock said had, had some language in it, which made kids question that language. You know, the only way we're going to be able to, to come together and sit into a room, we have some understanding on what the words are, because mm-hmm. what may be offensive to you may not be offensive to me, mm-hmm. but at least if we're having that discussion, we're able to teach one another, you know, why it happened and, and what is happening here. Mm.
2: I love I love the arc of um, clay in the story. Um, we never get to see him as Muhammad Ali in mm-hmm. the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but he starts out believing in the American dream. He starts out believing if he works hard, becomes a great boxer, um, wins a gold medal, that all these doors will be open for him and he goes back and he's not being he's not able to be served in his hometown, wearing the gold medal around his neck in a white cafe. And it is that disillusionment, um, and it it makes you question and causes conversation about um, how people are racially treated in the United States still. um, And it's a good conversation. Right, that's, that's a good conversation. It's so
0: exciting because all this work really speaks to the idea that maybe the way we've been living in this, a rule world of boundaries that we all decided somehow we're going to agree. Well, the fact is that rules change and boundaries change and, and that we're living in a place where I guess one of my hopes would be that what comes to the fore is conversation first. That's the rule. We talk. And then when we have work like this, it just enables people to have a wonderful experience to share where their opinions just come out, you know? Yeah. The work really is moving, and especially with the young audiences. And, of course, it's never just a young audience because you've got parents bringing their kids and... Um, it seems I mean, like this work is so challenging.
3: I think that you know we have a limited opportunity to engage with kids. You know, most of the children that come through Northwest Children's Theater's doors are between maybe four and ten. Mm-hmm. So if we don't get it right, you know, within those few seasons, it's gone. Mm. And you know, nobody, no child has a twenty-year relationship with us. We we have to get kind a of move on. And um, I'm I'm really glad that I met Anita and that we created this collaboration because I think that we 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 did some things very differently with this show, mm-hmm. um, differently than I've ever worked before, and how we engaged specifically with the Bengali community um, and how we honored the the work that is, that didn't fit into Northwest Children's Theater's box. I mean, mm-hmm. we had this sort of white Western way of doing theater that was, the theater was founded on and that I was trained in. and. Um you know when you want to break out of that it's it's scary because there isn't a roadmap mm-hmm. and um and it's a risk you know people work at I have a staff of 25 people you know I, if I if I flop there are huge consequences to that um and so you know working with Anita and sort of going look this work is excellent the work that is happening in the specifically in the Indian community in and around Portland the art that's being generated by those artists is equal and superior to the everything else that I'm seeing. The music is beautiful. The dancing is beautiful. The storytelling. So how do we find a way to showcase that and um, and create something that's, you know, a true collaboration? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was just, it's, it's very, I think it's really important to get across for me that it's, that it, despite the risk, it's incredibly rewarding. And you grow artistically when you have those conversations that result in work with people that are,
0: different than you. Anita, I'm curious uh, in terms of this roadmap that you are actually making in your work Mm -hmm. uh, with Sarah. uh, How do you you feel about that process and sharing uh, your story?
4: Well, absolutely. I want to say that um, in a collaboration, it is about mutual respect. Um, It cannot be about how... um, One form is better or superior than the other. Um, You know, in the process of working with Sarah Jane, never once did she say, this is my house, and this is the way we do things. (laughs) Um, Every step of the way, she took time to listen to input and involved me in every decision. So um, I don't think there was ever a time that we ever disagreed on anything. Um, uh, But, you know... um, I think our work has also led to a beautiful friendship that makes our collaboration even more fun. Um, So, yeah, uh, you know, big thank you to Sarah Jane and Northwest Children's Theatre for, you know, welcoming me, my family, and the Indian community with open arms.
0: And now you're a part of Northwest Children's Theatre, and that's another (coughs) step that we're taking now, realizing, you know, with these groups, always there's some kind of weird way that we... Are drawn toward groups that are exclusive, and now we're knowing, nope, we've got to fight that urge to be an exclusive group, and we have to open our doors. And when someone comes in and says, "I want to be a part of you," to say yes.
2: Mm-hmm. One of one of the things that you said earlier that I think is interesting is challenging work. It's not challenging for the audience. Mm. They walk in ready for stories Mm -hmm. and um especially kids i wish adults did that more Mm. um ready for stories and they accept the story you tell them and they ask the questions that are generated by the story so it may be challenging for us to do it right and uh bring it together and stuff like that but for them they're seeing a story and they take it and they will let you know if they don't like the story or if you're not doing it (laughs) well or uh, whatever those uh, judgmental things are. But they're open. They Mm -hmm. come in with the notion of, tell me the story. I'm ready. And And how
0: cool that your work is showing that that life is messy. We make mistakes. We go forward. We, We partner up. You know, we make friendships that I think art shows so beautifully how so many beautiful friendships are grown from collaboration mm-hmm. at work yeah. and that it is messy and it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to say the wrong word if you take responsibility and come into conversation and and, mm-hmm. and clean up your mess, <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> I know I said earlier that it becomes a teachable moment. Mm. But for me, it's more of edutaining the audience, educating mm-hmm. them as well as entertaining them, because if you can achieve those two things, then you've accomplished that goal, because not only are they learning something, but they're having fun while they're doing it. Mm-hmm. By, you know, so, yeah.
0: What gives you all hope? What gives you hope in these times, in the work you do, uh, in any aspect of your life?
3: I think that um, one of the things Anita Anita and I set out to do with Chitra was not only to work cross-culturally, individually, but also to work with our young artists, with the cast of the show. And there there was a cast of 20. And um, I think watching those kids come into that room, all different races, all different backgrounds, um, all nervous to be involved in something that, you know, potentially could be awkward. Um, they didn't quite know what to expect. And um, watching that, watching theater work its magic through those young artists as they struggle to find the truth in this piece that they were creating and seeing those barriers sort of dissolve and um, watching kids sort of come into their own, 14, 15-year-old girls who, you know, maybe had felt isolated from from their peer group um, connecting with each other, watching that happen in real time and being able to be having the, having the opportunity to see it through and then to bring the audience in um, and watch the audience leap to its feet and do a big Bollywood dance number with them after watching a challenging piece of theater. Um, and that, was, that is reassuring to me. Mm. And it's one person at a time. You know, it's it's including one artist, one young person, one house full of kids at a time. Um, that's what keeps me going. Anita, how about you?
4: Um, I think for me, um, you know, I, up until then, I just, you know, I, I had walked into NWCT and OCT, and I hadn't seen that many Indian families uh, being involved either in their classes or in Um, uh, you know in their audience and then with these two shows you know just seeing the number of indian american audiences in the audience was just mind-blowing to me um all many of them came in their fancy outfits Mm. you know for them it was it was really nice to um to see that and you know to feel uh welcomed and included um I, i always felt like you know the communities lived in their own bubbles. And yeah. yet, I felt like we burst to that. Yeah. <laughs> and the Indian community came into Northwest Children's Theatre and, you know, um, accepted, everyone accepted each other for what it was. And I think that was, to me, that was um, really very crucial. Hmm.
3: Thank you.
2: Um, <laughs> Boy, what gives me hope. I, worked with the most generous, wonderful cast um, in the rehearsal hall. What gives me hope is actors are actors. (laughs) And once you hit that room, once you start working on a piece, that you are on this path together. And um, I'm always hopeful. I'm a hopeful person. so And I I, I think I'm a nice guy. Um, (laughs) And... Just those assets those things that I think are assets that idea of respecting human beings, which I do um, Were exactly what was wanted in that room and exactly why the piece was so good Um, and The youth who saw the piece I I have hope for youth the youth of America. I think um, We're learning as a species It is certainly not fast (laughs) But we are learning as a species, and um, I hope that each generation gets better with that idea of this is a journey together, not a journey to be fought together, a journey to be joined together.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow. Let me see. (laughs) I I was sitting here thinking, and I keep coming back to... uh, to one of the missions of Passing Art, and that's to pass on the art history and culture from one generation to the next and to influence young people to take up the gauntlet to do the same thing. When theatre is used in the right manner, it provides a platform for discussion of issues that not only affect our community, but for issues that affect the world itself and as we do what we do and if we do it right then we influence younger people to pick up pick pick that up to become the actors as well as the patrons future patrons mm-hmm. of the arts because if we don't have that <laughs> we won't exist
0: and the donors and exactly, sponsors
1: exactly exactly
0: yeah it's important work i am just moved. It's been wonderful to talk to you all. It's so wonderful that your work is being celebrated at the Drammy Awards on June 25th. Claire Willett is going to be hosting the ceremonies. They're going to be at Portland Center Stage, and the lobby will open at 6 o'clock. The doors will open at 6 30. The bar will be open before the award ceremony <laughs> and <laughs> after. <laughs> PADA is hosting a party afterward. It will be a cash bar, but there will be food provided by PADA, which is fantastic. And you can come see the people who are making this exciting work and celebrate the arts community in Portland if you come. So uh, don't don't miss it. And you can go to the dramyawards.org to find out more about the celebration. And thank you, Anita and Sarah and Jerry and Stan, for joining me today. Make sure you're looking at what's happening at Oregon Children's Theatre and Northwest Children's Theatre and also Pass and Art. Check it out online. Support these shows. They're doing incredible work that is life-changing, community-changing, exciting, fun, funny. Think about gifts, tickets to theater, you know, birthdays, any celebration, you know, out of the box. Do something fun with your family and be together in an emotional way. That's just what we can do in the theater, which you can't do many other places. So thank you again. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Thank you Thank for Thank you. Thanks, Anita. Thanks, Anita. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Adventures in Artslandia. Download the Artslandia app on iTunes where you're going to find a comprehensive arts calendar that's the best in the West. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Artslandia.